We can't even begin to really grasp our great galaxy. Never mind the ones that lie way beyond what we even know. This intricate, interwoven, interstellar constellation of planets spins around the scorching sun in a way that seems completely seamless. Get ready to gaze up at the sparkling stars and puzzling planets spiraling endlessly in the sky above. We'll make sense of the Milky Way on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 amigos. Welcome one. Welcome all to another exciting edition of FYI. For your English. And what do you want to learn about this week? You can learn about baseball, Walt Disney, the Titanic, Steve Jobs, and so much more. And if you scroll through the topics and you can't find a topic you like, let me know. As you guys know, I always accept suggestions. I'm all ears, as we say. And I think you say the same thing in Spanish. Also, I'd like to remind you guys that I've got a new book that's out now. It's a brand spanking new book, and it's called This Book is the Shit. And it's a way to learn English with pop culture, movies, music, and even comics. Let's listen to this little radio ad and see if you are familiar with these onomatopoeic words. Alberto, estoy leyendo un cómic y me estoy dando cuenta de que todas las onomatopeyas que salen son verbos en inglés. Of course, man. We love making it easy. Por ejemplo, aquí pone chomp y está un animal masticando. Sure, to chomp. Es mascar, ¿no? Sí, mascar. Y lo haces con tus piños. Your chompers. Ah, chompers es los piños grandotes, ¿no? Vale, y to click, por ejemplo. To click. Well, to click is what you do on a computer. You click. Pinchar. Perfecto. Pinchas con el ratón. Claro, tiene sentido. To gulp. Well, before I was gulping my soda. Claro, estás tragando. Estás tragando como, como un pato. Eso es. No es lo mismo que sip. Bien. Eh, to thump. Thump. Don't thump your fist on the table. No des un pum, pum. En la mesa. De hecho, el conejito de Bambi se llamaba Thumper. Eso es, todo tiene sentido en inglés. Claro que sí, por eso hemos hecho el tercer libro de This Book is the Milk que se llama This Book is the Shit. Este libro es la leche. Por Alberto Alonso y Damián Moya. Así da gusto aprender y lo sabes. And you know it. Did you know those words? Are they new to you? Well, get ready to learn a lot more with the book, This Book is the Shit. And also, in today's episode, let's kick off with our intro. I started by saying we can't even begin to really grasp. And to grasp is to understand, to comprehend our great galaxy, never mind the ones that lie way beyond what we know. And the word great can be genial, excellent, and it can also be big. I meant it in both senses of the words. And then I said, never mind the ones that lie. 
que están. This is a very poetic way of saying that live or that are. The ones that lie way beyond what we even know. Más allá de lo que conocemos. You might know it from Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond. And in the bonus part of today's show, we'll be taking a look at some movies and music that have to do with space. Then I said this intricate, which is very elaborate, very specific, very detailed, interwoven, interstellar constellation. Say that five times fast. When we have a tongue twister in English or something that doesn't necessarily roll off your tongue, we say, say that five times fast. And the word interwoven is entretejido, threaded together, entrelazado, linked, or connected. And these planets spin around the scorching sun. And scorching means extremely hot. I think the word in Spanish is abrasador. In a way that seems completely seamless. And when something is seamless, if we're talking about sewing, we're talking about no tiene costuras. But if we talk about it in the figurative sense, we're saying without interruption, smooth, constant. And then I wrapped up the intro saying, get ready to gaze up at the sparkling stars. And to gaze is to look at with admiration, to gaze up at the sparkling stars and puzzling planets. And it's true, when you think about all there is to know about the Milky Way and other galaxies, you realize how little we really know. And these puzzling planets are spiraling endlessly in the sky above. And make sure you're one of those students who doesn't say above. It's not above, it's a uh, above, the sky above, will make sense of the Milky Way on this week's episode. And I used to mispronounce that word in Spanish. I used to say la Via Lactea, but now I know it's la Via Lactea. And then I realized, wait a second, you use the same word to talk about dairy products. So you have milk, cheese, yogurt, those are dairy products. But when something is creamy, We would say milky, right? That would be the usage of milky. And we'll find out why it's called the Milky Way in case you didn't know. Plus, we're going to learn a lot of fun facts in the bonus episode today and in the first episode. We're going to learn fun facts, period. Let's start with a little textbook definition here. The Milky Way is the galaxy that includes the solar system with the name describing the galaxy's appearance from Earth. A hazy band of light seen in the night sky, and hazy is like foggy, formed from stars that cannot be individually distinguished by the naked eye. And that's just another way of saying the human eye. And anybody who's ever seen a depiction of the Milky Way will say that it looks like this milky circle or this milky spiral. And Galileo Galilei first checked this out with his telescope way back in 1610. It wasn't until the early 1920s 
that most astronomers thought that the Milky Way was the center of the universe, that all the stars in the universe could be found in the Milky Way. That sparked the great debate, the great debate between astronomers Harlow Shapley and Heber Doust Curtis. And this is where we realized that the galaxy was one of many, many galaxies. And we owe that to the observations of Edwin Hubble. Does that name ring a bell? The Hubble Telescope? And now we know the Milky Way is just one of many galaxies in space. Remember, in English, we don't say in the space, we say space, a secas. And if you had to guess how fast the Milky Way as a whole, as a cohesive whole, is moving, how fast would you say? Would you say 600 kilometers per hour? Remember, we're talking about light years and stuff here. We're on a different scale here. Well, no, it's not 600 kilometers per hour. It's 600 kilometers per second. Mind blown. And it's not even that windy over here, is it? <laughs> Another fact here is that the oldest stars in the Milky Way are nearly as old as the universe itself. There are stars in the sky right now that are supposedly from the Big Bang. And how big is the Milky Way? Good question. I thought you'd never ask. Well, this disk measures about 120,000 light years across. You heard correctly. 120,000 light years from end to end. And then there's a bulge in the center. A bulge is like a big bump. And that bulge has a diameter of 12,000 light years. The disk is not perfectly flat. It's got a warped shape. And I looked up the word warped. It's like retorcido, torcido in Spanish. And that's because other galaxies are just tugging at it. To tug is another way to say to pull. So those gravitational forces up there. Here's a fact that absolutely blew my mind. Our galaxy is made up of... All right, let me ask you guys. How much dark matter is there in our galaxy? And I'm looking for a percentage here. So we've got dark matter and luminous matter. And obviously luminous matter is what we can see with the naked eye, as I said before. So what did you say? 60-40? 50-50? No. 90% dark matter and only 10% luminous matter. So we can only perceive around 10% of our Milky Way. And that dark matter has a purpose there. That dark matter is there to make sure that those stars keep spinning at a slower pace. If not, they would spin a lot faster. So I guess you could say that dark matter puts the brakes on the galaxy. And I know those dimensions I, I mentioned before seemed pretty crazy, but the Milky Way is only a medium-sized galaxy. The largest galaxy we know of is called IC1101, and that has over 100 trillion stars. We're looking at some astronomical numbers today. Hey, there's another word that comes from space, astronomical. 
In comparison, the Milky Way has an estimated 200 billion stars. According to scientists, about seven new stars are born in our galaxy every single year. And speaking of stars, I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Paco, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, and Alex. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Lina, Isa, Paco, and Edgar. As you can see, this fascination with stars has even gotten into my curious community. And if you guys would like to join my curious community, you can go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And for as little as three euros a month, you can be a part of this curious community. You can get a bonus episode every week. You get early access to all the posts. Plus, you can get PDF documents with all the vocabulary if you're in our superstar level. If you're in our super duper level, you'll have weekly review classes with me where we have tons of fun and we go over the key vocabulary in each episode. And if you're in our interstellar level, aside from all that stuff, you'll also get a monthly private class with me. All that is very affordable. Take a look and see what option is best for you. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. What are you waiting for? Come explore with us. We are not English learners. We are English explorers. Going where no man has gone before. Hey, wait. Isn't that Star Trek? Well, we're going to talk about that, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll look at that in the bonus episode. Right now, I'd like to take a look at the planets. And if you remember, we have an episode in the first season of FYI. We have an episode on NASA. And now I'm going to put you to the test. And I'm going to see if you know the order of the planets. I gave you a really easy way to remember it in English. Do you remember? If not, we'll go over it right now. All right. Remember this sentence. My very educated mother just swam under nine planets. What? That's absurd, Alberto. Yeah, but if you remember that sentence, you'll always remember the order of the planets from the sun. My very educated mother just swam under nine planets. And I got to send a special shout out to Mr. Tennant, who taught me that in second grade, and I will never forget it as long as I live. Let's go through the planets in English. My, Mercury. Very, Venus. Educated, Earth. Come on, you got to know that one at least. You live there. Well, some of you. Mother, Mercury. Just, Jupiter. Swam, Saturn. You, under. You is Uranus, yes. Nine, Neptune, and the last one, Pluto, which is not a planet anymore. Poor Pluto! But hey, it still helps to remember the order. And it's as easy as, my very educated mother just swam under nine planets. Hey, maybe she was in the movie Interstellar with George Clooney. Was that Interstellar or was that Gravity? Oh, now I'm mixing up my space movies. And before we look at the planets, I want to talk about poor Pluto. The term planet has been debated for years, decades, centuries, light years. 
Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit at the end there. But they say that a planet is an object that is in orbit around the sun. The second condition is it has to have sufficient mass to assume hydrostatic equilibrium. So that is a nearly round shape. And it has to have cleared the neighborhood around its orbit. Hey, that's what they say. They call it the neighborhood. I imagine it means its surroundings. And according to that criteria over there, Pluto is not a planet. It's a dwarf planet. The planets in the Milky Way fall into two categories based on physical characteristics. The terrestrial planets and the gas giants. So the inner planets are the four terrestrial planets. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. My very educated mother. The outer planets, there are four of them, and they are called the gas giant planets. Obviously, they're made up more of gas than land, and that's just swam under nine. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Let's take a look at each planet individually. We'll start with Mercury. You say Mercurio, we say Mercury. And this one has been known for a long time because it is one that is visible to the naked eye. In the 17th century, Galileo Galilei first observed this planet, and it was named after the Roman god of commerce. I can't help it, but every time I hear his name, I think of Galileo, 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 Figaro, Magnifico, oh, oh, oh. As we've already mentioned, Mercury is the closest planet to the sun, and close, how close is close? 58 million kilometers, yeah, just a hop, skip, and a jump, al ladito. But seriously, since it's close to the sun, the temperature on Mercury is extreme. At night, it can be as cold as 180 degrees below zero, that's Celsius. In Fahrenheit, it's 290 degrees below zero, that is frigid. And during the daytime, the temperature can go up to 800 degrees Fahrenheit. In Celsius, that's 430 degrees. But if you're able to put up with that intense heat or that intense cold, and you're able to stand on Mercury, the sun would look three times as large as we see it from Earth. And it would be seven times brighter to boot in Thema. The next one is... Venus, I know you say Venus, we say Venus. Venus is only the second closest planet to the sun, but it is the hottest. It's even hotter than Mercury. It has a very thick atmosphere which traps the heat from the sun, and obviously that causes the temperatures to rise. It's like the greenhouse effect. It also got its name from a goddess, the Roman goddess of love and beauty. Gods and goddesses were big when they were naming the planets and the days of the week and the months. If you haven't heard all about that, we've got an episode with my friend Damian Moya on mythology. It's fascinating. He's even written a book on it. It's called Oh My God. Very interesting. Here's a trick question or a trivia question. Venus is the only one of the planets that is named after a female god. And it's a volcanic planet as well. Next up, we have Earth. 
Some of you might be familiar with it. Some of you don't seem like you live here. <laughs> well, it reminds me of that expression, Earth to Tommy, Earth to Tommy, La Tierra a Tommy. And remember, we'll look at some space idioms in the bonus episode. And here's another fun fact about Earth. Of the eight planets, it is the only one that is not named after a god or goddess. Then you've got the red planet, as we know, Mars. You say Marte, we say Mars. And you know what makes it red? Let's see if you guys know. It's the iron on the surface, el hierro. It's located about 228 million kilometers away from the sun, and it is a dry desert that is also very cold. It doesn't sound very attractive to me. Also, it has volcanoes, canyons. Well, that sounds a little bit cooler. And if you remember, when we talked about mountains, we said that the largest mountain in our solar system is on Mars. Do you remember the name? Olympus Mons. Then we've got Jupiter. This is the largest of all the solar system planets, and it was named after the king of the gods in Roman mythology. It is an enormous planet made up of gas. Those gases are mostly hydrogen and helium, and it also has extreme temperatures and pressures. And if you've seen photos of Jupiter, you'll see that there are these swirling bands. I guess they're like little stripes. Well, those are clouds of water and ammonia, and giant storms are very common on Jupiter, and they last a long time too. And we couldn't talk about Jupiter without talking about the Great Red Spot, which is a storm that is raging on Jupiter, and you could fit two to three Earths just in that spot. It was observed for the first time in 1665 by astronomer Giovanni Cassini. Then we've got the ringed planet, which is Saturn. It has rings around it. It is the second largest planet, and like Jupiter, it's a gas giant. It does not have a solid surface. And another thing that makes Saturn more interesting, it has the most moons in the solar system. There are 82 known moons that range in different sizes and compositions. And what about Uranus? <laughs> All right, we've got to deal with this sooner or later. Uranus es tuano también, if you don't write it. You just say the word out of context. It's Uranus, Tuano. Now, the British have found a way around this. The British said, well, we'll change it from Uranus to Uranus. Well, does anybody see the irony there? Urine, Orina, Uranus, Uranus. There's no nice way to say this planet. Maybe you can just call it by its nickname, the Sideways Planet. This planet is tilted on its axis by about 98 degrees. It was discovered by William Herschel in 1781. And notice, I didn't say Uranus was discovered by William Herschel in 1781. See, now you can laugh. <laughs> okay, bad joke. You can find this joke in E.T. Hey, talking about space movies. And then we've got Neptune. Neptune is about four times as large as our planet Earth. It is an ice giant and is mostly composed of water, methane, and ammonia. 
It's a little bit smaller than Uranus. <laughs> okay, see? See, you can't say it without the chuckle. But Uranus is much denser. <laughs> hey, I'm serious. I'm talking about the planets now. And Neptune is tilted on its axis of rotation, which is around 28 degrees. That one's very similar to us because that's about the axis of rotation of our Earth. And due to this, Neptune has changes in seasons like us. The only difference is a year on Neptune is the equivalent of 165 Earth years. So if you do the math, it will take about 40 years for the seasons to change. Right now, we have got to board our spaceship because we're going to go to the bonus episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this and you found it out of this world. Fuera de este mundo, which is another way of saying extraordinary. I hope you found this interesting and out of this world. And I hope you'll join us in the bonus episode of today's FYI. This is Project Command. Standby power transfer. Minus X minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0.